0: With DeAndre and Chanel. This Aqua. is a podcast where we talk about mentally challenged girls in a frame of reference through the Disney Chanel. What do you think? I take a whacking and keep on smacking. Go ahead, say it. Everyone else does. Dorinda's like me if she was shrimpy and white. Jackal liked my song. And my man handed Marcellus a sugar packet. We can't get no ink? <laughs> Luke surprised me with tickets to a Broadway show. I couldn't say no. We all mixed up in this sticky jungle together. What? The Cheetah Girls are opening up the box behind my back? Growl power. We. This is legitimately the start of the Cheetah Girls episode. I, I just read every quote I had for this. Because, Zach, you have unleashed the beast. (laughs) We are the only two 28-year-olds that have watched this movie collectively three times. And I want to make sure (laughs) this is correct. I watched this twice for this recording. How many times Mm. did you watch it for this recording? Not in your life, for this recording.
1: Once for this recording, I think maybe, oh, in my life, I've had to have watched this at least a half a dozen times.
0: I... I hate this movie. It's but I love that we get to talk about it.
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god.
0: This might be the smoothest transition from Titanic Are we talk to Cheetah it? Are you
1: still recording?
0: Yo oh yeah, this is all this is all on. I'm do I'm I'm fully taking editing. Uh, ideals okay. for this. This is all. This is all being recorded. So Zach, yeah, if you want to say any racial slurs, maybe you don't.
1: <laughs> are you going to introduce the series? Or are we just going directly into? the I mean, movie? what
0: the? I think I introduced the series two weeks ago when I said Zach is busy learning choreography. <laughs> I mean, you. If anybody, you should introduce the series. Zach has actually had the the good notion of saying. Well, wow, our 10 most downloaded episodes are nostalgia-based with Disney movies, so let's just fucking focus on that.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Can't argue with that.
0: <laughs> Growl power. So, yeah, I guess I should throw it over to you, Zach. Um, do you want to say anything about the setup for this movie, or should we just fucking own the fucking nonsense that we're discussing? <laughs> Oh, boy,
1: I guess I'm trying to think what my context. Like I'm trying to think of the most concise way to explain my context with this. There, um, no,
0: it's non-existent.
1: Yes, there is context.
0: No explanation. I mean, for I, mean I mean the literal context is we were young and stupid and we watched this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. The context behind the Cheetah Girls was that this was back as I would now refer to it the time I didn't know. It was it was called my bliss period where I was genuinely probably one of the very okay. <laughs> Zach looks back now almost twenty years later with the with the period of like April, May of two thousand two to about like I'd say mid-August of 2004 as the true piece of his life that he was genuinely happy. There were some periods in there that weren't great. At this time when this movie was coming out, I'm pretty sure my mother sent me to a charter school, which was kind of a little bit of a nightmare for like a month before that thing just dissolved. But that's I love I love day. that it
0: started with – it's like, hey, kids, remember when people were happy?
1: <laughs> yes. I, no, this is when no, – no, it's not people were happy. It's when
0: I was happy. Well, yeah, we're the only people that matter.
1: <laughs> damn straight. But yeah, so like this was during that period I was living on. A, this was at the same time period that I was just getting into Lizzie McGuire. Cause at some point we will definitely delve into some Lizzie McGuire on this podcast. Um, I was, I was just eating up a diet of Disney channel all the time. So when this came on, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Watched it. Just fe- it fed the early two thousands pop. That sure. I live and die on. It was the best type of early two thousands pop. It was Radio Disney flavored early two thousands pop. Oh yeah, and oh, it's life. It's like it's like heroin into my veins. I just it's, anytime I find like new like early two thousands era like Disney Disney Channel music, I'm like yes. I'm
0: gonna just I, give it I to think me. I want. I'm a to junkie at the start of this discussion um, because we talked about you know the Vox Lux pop stuff that it yes. scratched your itch for pop music. Uh, the Cheetah Girls was when I watched this movie, and I have to admit, which um, you know, I uh, people should lynch me for. I watched Uh-oh. this twice, which which I deserve to die for because this is a garbage <laughs> movie. Um, do you like the music they present, or is this more of a formative thing in your pop music? Oh, it, it's a,
1: it's I wouldn't say it's it contributed more than formative. Okay, I would okay. say I, because
0: I think like, you you said before off mic that I really want to reiterate on this idea that this December plus series, we have to get the Cheetah Girls out of the way. It's,
1: it's a context episode. It's the waking, sleeping beauty of this series.
0: It is the formation of what Disney Channel pop teenage girls would become, which I yes. totally appreciate. And I, I love talking about that with you. But I really wanted to get the sense of do you like this music?
1: At, okay, to answer your question um or uh, yes, it, you you wouldn't get things like descendants without Cheetah Girls. Yeah. It really is. It's definitely a formative movie in Disney Channel Original Movie canon. But at the same time though, like I like what, again, context time when this did come come out in the I think fall 2003 um 2003, like, I, yeah.
0: This was post 9/11 which yes blew me away
1: (laughs) so no so like i remember when this came out like i ate it up i remember like my nephew and i went to like the countryside mall in florida (laughs) they had fye there we didn't have one of those at the mall that we normally went to and we actually got lucky and they had the soundtrack on cd um we both my mother bought both him and i copies of the cd i still have the cd somewhere um, I listened to that mother so many times I love like <laughs> there's there's so much I loved about it like one thing I do want to bring up that the song Cinderella they sing in this was actually a song sung by the band play okay. like a year earlier play having like a one hit wonder song for like Disney Channel pop well, okay pop music of this era they weren't disney channel yeah called yeah. us against the world i will beg and plead for rob to insert a clip of it here because it's 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 my type of music if there ever was my type of music
0: hey kids i've actually spent a lot of time in the editing process for this cheetah girls episode to listen to both of the songs that zach just mentioned uh cinderella by the cheetah girls and uh us against the world by play i don't Hear the connection that Zach apparently does, and instead of reaching out to Zach and trying to see if there was any clarification that could bring me to an understanding, I've decided just to include clips of both of these songs separated by a beep and i'm I'm kind of torn by this because one, I need to get this episode out tomorrow, which is a very important factor to me, but also at the same time, I'm the person that found similarities or finds similarities between Lil Wayne's Get out of my head. That Narcissistic, insufficient. That way I've been searching. Blackouts like coexisting. Just don't seem to
3: work with other bitches. Yeah. Black and white when dark and night. That's when I do my searching. anti crisis in my mind and evolution's lurking. Yeah.
2: I got voices in
3: my head, wild horses in my head, running around, hearts playing, breaking parts up in my head, waking corpses in my head. They better off dead. Running forces in my head, stomping, marching in my head, sun is scorching in my head. Archie Bunkers in my head talking bunkers in my head Willie really wonkers in my head all this junkers in my head then it sunk into my head little monkeys in my head gone bananas in my head shooting
0: and Sean Nelson's born without a heart <laughs> people have equally yelled at me about. So, everybody, these music episodes are the toughest of episodes, because these are where Zach and I become furthest from each other. And I honestly hope that our audience loves the fact that we get to hear such different opinions when it comes to these ideas. Thank you, and good night!
4: Someday I'm gonna find someone That wants my body, soul, heart, and mind Who's not afraid to show that he loves me
1: Type of music, but anyway, though. So yes, at the time, I absolutely loved the soundtrack. I listened to it probably ad nauseum. um Even the Sonic, oh god, what's it? Sonic Youth song. Come on, come on, come on. It's yeah. really just three men. It
2: ain't what you see, yo. It's what you heard. So come on, come on, come on, come on. It don't matter who you are, just come on, come on. White, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. It don't matter who you are. We want hip hop nation. So come on come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're liking what we're saying, then come on. We can turn the party out, make the people scream and shout at them by-
1: Yes, it's three minutes of yelling. Come on, come on! And I, I loved it. I loved it at the time. Um, in preparation for this, like recording and watching the movie, I, I really didn't like any of the music. It's, it's. Don't be wrong. It's better than a lot of other stuff out there right now. I prefer this probably to most things on Top Forty Radio. <laughs> really, the only song I genuinely liked listening to was the song at the end. Was it Cheetah Cheetah Power Cheetah Sisters? Um the, the empowerment climax song. Yeah, Growl I Power it... Girl. <laughs> growl power. Yeah, I like that last song. Everything else you I, I Everything like else I can said,
0: see. I think my my ideas about this movie come from a place of hate. Oh, but they I do. really want can the Cinemodities catchphrase no. from now on be Growl Power? No. I love no. that. <laughs> like growl Zach's power. like, oh dude, I'm not having a good week, and I go, Growl power, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like like and zach comes to me and i'm like and rob's like oh dude i'm not having a good time you know i got laid off from my job and zach goes growl power girl (laughs) (laughs) i love that
1: (laughs) using it as a weird sort of like anti like non sequitur
0: growl power
1: (laughs) growl power indeed Oh God. But yes, that is kind of my context okay, for all this. Like okay. and then like once other once like Disney Channel kicked it into high gear with other like movies with soundtracks, like Stuck in the Suburbs, Pixel Perfect. This one kind of faded because it didn't have that sort of just like it wasn't uh, it's too well, at the time it seemed too bland. Um watching it for this, it probably has the most baffling voc bo- like oh god dialogue since the oh clockwork orange oh my it's probably, god it's probably the most like un, like, oh god I, I think it's worse than clockwork orange when it comes to
0: dialogue i think this is where i should chime in and say <laughs> i don't have a lot of experience with this movie i think i might have seen it when i was younger but this was not one of the disney channel original movies that i latched onto. Rewatching it for this discussion holy fuck <laughs> Holy fuck I I want to get this out of the way please if you would let me Zach I want to describe the four cheetah girls the main characters of this movie yeah
1: by all means you have to give the actress's name and their character
0: names oh, I gotta give the actress's name <laughs> yes okay 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 here we go Okay, you don't yeah. need the actresses' name. You don't need the actresses' name. Okay. Just, just do the characters. Well, well, now, now – because I, I actually looked up most of the actress' name because I was like, how the fuck could they be in this? <laughs> um, We have – well, I, I I, think the other thing that we'll have to talk about is that I have the stage names for them because one of the things is that Simone – Raven Simone's character is – her real name is Galleria, but yep. her stage yep. name is Bubbles. <laughs> What? Her stage name is Bubbles. People call her Bubbles. In the movie? Yeah. Her, really? her cheater girl's name is Bubbles. I didn't know that. Well, okay. This might be the greatest episode of Cinemonics ever, but <laughs> I let, me, knew that. let me just continue that we have Raven Simone, and she plays <laughs> Big Bitch Cunt. That's her name in the movie. Uh we have <laughs> Oh god.
1: Rob you have to bleep so much of this out when Oh
0: god, I like I said this is coming from a place of hate. We have Raven Simone playing biggest bitch cunt in the universe.
1: Oh my god, Rob stop using we that word. We have
0: Adrian Bayon playing Chuchi. Bayon. I I try to give fancier names to people I guess. But Chuchi is the one who Chanel. Go for it, please.
1: Chanel. No, that's it. That's her. she she's a Chanel, Spanish yeah. Spanish that, yeah, that one of my cheetah. notes is that this is
0: a Disney Chanel original movie. <laughs> we got Chanel who is angry that her mother wants to get fucked and expends a credit card. <laughs> we got Dor- Dorinda, Dorinda, who's an orphan, and the we got Aqua who is mentally handicapped. <laughs> That's the movie. Zach is like, "What the fuck did I just get into?" And this is what I really want to talk about. You know what? The, okay, you know what the worst part
1: is, folks. He's not wrong. Like Aqua? that's the thing. It's like
0: <laughs> I, I really want to talk about Aqua. She.
1: she to, she's not a character. She's not a character.
0: She. She's not a character. But she comes off as mentally handicapped. Like there are scenes. Where other people are talking, and you see her in the background, and she has cross-eyed and buck teeth, and it's the fucking weirdest thing in existence.
1: This is a very strange movie, and I kind of find it odd that I'm so enamored with it when I was 11 I years old. I want
0: to make sure everybody knows <laughs> that we have possibly for the first time in existence a disney channel original movie that oh has a mentally handicapped character as a primary feature of a girl band i give it props for that but aqua <laughs> you you are <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rob, you can't say these things.
0: I'm gonna bleep this out, don't worry. I'll do my bleeps <laughs> and shit like that, but oh my god. You are,
1: you are, you ever, do you remember the girl band 3LW? Oh,
0: sure, sure.
1: That, that's Adrian Bailon in like the, in the, the girl who plays Aqua.
0: <laughs> and it's the fucking worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is. This movie, okay, I guess, I guess, uh, if anybody's listening to this still, uh, Rob has bleeped out most of what he said. Overall thoughts? This movie fucking sucks. It, it, it does. <laughs> it, it's
2: bad. It's bad.
0: So I think the one thing before I throw it over to Zach for his overall thoughts, I have never seen a movie before in my life where I want to literally punch a window. Take a glass shard and cut the throat of our main character. Raven Simone deserves to die in this movie. She is such a bitch that I hate her.
1: But that's what she's. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This movie is kind of insane because pretty much every line of dialogue is unintelligible. Growl power. Um... Like I, at least when you're watching a clockwork orange, most of the stuff is like they're saying can be reflected by the actions that the actors are doing that they're acting.
0: Thank you. In this, Thank you for saying it, that.
1: It, <laughs> yes. In this, it's just people spouting like gobbledygook nonsense to the point where I had to turn the subtitles on to figure out what was going on because most of the movie's just two characters in a room just kind of yelling at each I other. I'm so
0: glad you say that because Zach Zach and I have a I guess torrid history. Zach and I kind of hate each other down, down low, <laughs> low key. I think that's the that's why this <laughs> sure. podcast works is because Zach and I fight with each other all the time about opinions. But Zach originally shared his Disney Plus information with me. Um, he changed his Disney Plus information, so I had to watch the the rip of Cheetah Girls that I found through.
1: Well, I have a question. What, what, what? Like, where was that? Like a VHS copy, or was it like how? How was your copy of it?
0: It was, honestly the original because I watched Cheetah Girls twice. I'm not afraid to admit that. I mean, people should execute me because I watched this movie twice. Um, it's a war
1: crime in some countries. It,
0: it is legitimately a war crime. But the version that I have of Cheetah Girls is identical to what's on Disney Plus.
1: Real Oh, okay.
0: I think it was a Disney Plus rip because I That's found a, it that, so so that, soon. Is, that
1: is so disappointing.
0: Yeah, I, I was hoping for a goosebumps type of thing where I could get That's like a texture, you know? Um I I and and so I watched this on my own with my Di- with my Disney Plus rip, I guess we'll call it. Uh Zach shared me his Disney Plus info and I watched it again last night. This is fucking garbage. This is the setup that we need for the rest of Dancing Disney's December Plus. And I get that, but oh my god, I hated every character of this movie.
1: You can't – certain characters I can't hate because we don't know enough about them. Like raven Simone and Chuchi. Ch- which, which I think is a slur, maybe. <laughs> uh, Chichi, I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, no, I hate both of those because Raven Simone is a fucking cunt. Chi-Chi is the one who goes. I don't like the fact that you let me max out your credit card, mom. Fuck her.
1: No, they're, no, they're hateable characters. Yeah. The other two, the white girl, the token white girl, which is a weird thing to say, who they actually make a big point of saying she's the token white girl in the group. Like, her entire character is that she has foster parents, and that's it. That's her entire character, and that she wears yeah. similar clothes.
0: Her name is Dorinda.
1: And they call her Doe.
0: De- they call her Doe, but her name is Dorinda. And that's the only part of the movie that I like, because it's like she has an actual discrepancy with life yes. like she has to deal with foster parents where raven Simone is basically like i'm rich and i'm sad
1: well that that's what i mean though like you have like these like you hey okay, you have raven Simone and chu chi chanel are both like rich are, they're rich they live lavish
0: lifestyle yeah it's the, it's the you disney have, chanel original movie absolutely
1: yes you have dorinda who actually like hides the fact that she's not wealthy I'm sorry that, that she hides all the stuff then you have Aqua who Rob has gone on to say that she's mentally handicapped she who is literally is her entire and this is not a joke this is not an overstatement her entire, character grow, or her entire character development is that she carries hot sauce in her purse that's it
0: yes we yes. really
1: know nothing else about this character <laughs> other than she likes carrying hot sauce in her purse that's it
0: Every other scene we get of her, I'm not kidding. I I really want the audience to, like, watch this movie. Her eyes are cross-eyed every single scene she's in. And I'm not even saying that that's an exaggeration. She wears pigtails throughout this movie. One of them is from the back of her head, and one of them is from the, like, right frontal lobe. Like she's played as a fucking mongoloid. I don't I don't like it. I'm not saying this to be offensive, but we have a mentally challenged character in this movie which I could not get over. That even when the movie tries to make her a character, they say no, she's fucking stupid. I I don't understand what this movie is going for. Uh, bitches be shopping, I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Oh oh my god.
0: Aqua, literally, (laughs) I have multiple notes throughout the 90 minute runtime of this movie. Of me going, (laughs) I don't think she's handicapped, but the movie is clearly portraying her as mentally handicapped. (laughs) Even when, even when they give her, they give her a definitive line in a scene when, you know, they have to fight against the record executive to... to Jackal Johnson. Yeah, Jackal Johnson to produce what they want. She has a lisp! Why didn't you guys back me up? You mean rubber
4: stamp you. Gallery, you didn't even give us a chance to think. Think about what, though? They're puppets. (laughs) I mean, now at least we can be down for the talent show, and if we win, we can still have our demo. (sighs) Don't front bubbles. Now you're all gung-ho for the talent show? Maybe we need to do it this way first so we can get our shot. He knows the business. I really think we should consider it. It's a job singing, dancing, and making people happy. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? It's not our music. It's not your song, so you want to walk. You didn't handle this. Now I will. You're just mad because he won't do your material, right? Our material? Not that everywhere, all around the world nonsense he was playing. You might be right, babe, but you can't make decisions for the whole group. We make our decisions together. You're just one person, and you're not the boss of everything. Well, somebody has to be the boss. Somebody has to remind you why we started the Cheetah Girls, to make our dreams come true. Our way, not his. Yes, yeah, she does. She has a
2: lisp, and I'm like,
0: I don't know. I don't know how to think about this movie. I can't. <laughs> I can't not. I can't not be offensive with this movie. It's <laughs> egregious. It, 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 <laughs> that that Zach Zach is like, okay, uh, this will be the first Cinematis episode that is 20 minutes long because I don't want to comment. <laughs> I
1: don't know what else to say. Like she's this, f- like this. Is fucking see
0: i don't i because that's what she is aqua is fucking lisping slurring not picking up on social cues not dealing with the rest of the cheetah girls we have a in this movie stop
1: saying it stop but my okay but my thing with all of this is that like how did this movie get made? Like, like, did people, sh- like, how did, they, like, why even, like, that character, Aqua, does nothing in the movie? Like, right? Nothing. Like the ki- it's like one step above set dressing. So, why even cast a, f- a fourth person? Why even have the character? Why even have that character there?
0: I, I think for some reason, back in 2002, when this was filmed, 2003, when it came out, they had social quotas to fill because. The cheetah girls are Raven Simone, token white girl, token latina girl, token black girl.
1: But isn't isn't Raven Simone black?
0: Well, yeah, but she's the lead who has a character arc. Everything else is just fan service.
1: Is that what you're calling this?
0: I I guess fan service versus we need to make sure our executives check off the boxes. Because I, I think this is the idea. I'm it's so, like
1: I'm, this movie baffles me.
0: Ra- Raven movie. Simone has this, you know, character arc. At least, even though she's, um, um, I fucking hate Raven Simone in this movie. But she's the main character. It doesn't matter that a black woman is the main character. We need Latina girl, white girl who makes fun of herself. And other black girl to finish things out. Mm. This, this, this movie might be to me, and I I know how fucking upsetting this must be to woke people that get anxiety attacks because they see a maga hat. Th- this is what early two thousands filmmaking was. It was how do we appeal to every demographic, and that's what this movie fucking is.
1: But like, I okay. Clearly, the movie is trying to appeal to everybody. Everybody. Because, like, it got me going as a 11-year-old boy in
0: 2003. Sure.
1: But, like, I just, like, I don't know how any studio executive looked at this, like, TV executive, looked at this final product. Look at this, like, how did anybody say this dialogue?
0: Well, I think think the big idea of this movie is somebody who wrote this and pitched it to Disney— They wrote it and hit a nerve with an executive that hated the music industry because the main villain of this movie is the music executive. And I think I think that's the conceit of this film is that if you're a little girl and you try and be in the music industry, you're going to get fucked, fucked like every way, shape and form. That's the idea of this movie.
1: But like you have to look at this movie and then realize that they put out a soundtrack for it like this movie is a critique of the pop industry produced by a company that has its own pop label that all it does is crank this this movie came out or got released or whatever you want to call it aired yeah. on TV the same time that Hillary Duff's debut album came out like Disney has their own label Hollywood Records
0: i believe that there is a big difference and this is something I'm sure we're going to get into, um, you know, this whole month of December, I think there's a big difference between Disney's music uh, side and their movie side. I don't think they can join each other. It's just whatever we can fucking make money off of.
1: No, but, like, you'd think there'd be an executive somewhere in the picture here would be like, huh, like a TV executive that would be like, maybe we don't make a movie, like, just crapping on, like— a sister like a sister like department at our company because this is exactly what hollywood records would do like it wasn't as bad like hillary duff is kind of what put hollywood records on the map but like in later years that's like that's where like all like miley cyrus stuff started selena gomez sabrina carpenter i'm using all these names that robs has really no idea what they are but like in these kids would like as soon as they moved on to a different label would be like yeah like hollywood records like basically put a gag in my mouth And it's weird that, like, the very first, like, Disney Channel movie that would begin this process of just, like, the Disney pop music ingenue machine is all about critiquing it. There's, like, this, like, weird sort of beautiful irony here.
0: I completely disagree. Really? Yeah. I think that these entities of these major corporations are so disjointed from one another that they don't care about one what one thinks of the other, they're just trying to make their money. And I, I cannot get behind the fact that, you know, one music department might shit on a live action department because they're all going to make the same amount of money. I I cannot, I cannot get behind that. I Like, I hate Disney for this exact reason because I feel Disney is so disjointed in terms of, you know, what do we do for this, that, the other thing – I would totally believe that, you know, Cheetah Girls, it makes some money in pop music franchise, but then other departments are going to be like, this is absolute garbage. Let's own that fact. If that makes sense.
1: Oh, okay. So you think they're all just soulless and hollow and they're just like whatever. Like, like as long yes. as the check clears, who cares?
0: Yes. Soulless and hollow is the best way to put it.
1: But it's weird Absolutely. for a, a, a. I guess yeah, I guess I guess it's just all hollow and vacuous. So I guess I guess no one's reading into it. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you, you talk. Yeah,
0: into I it. mean, I mean, you you bring up a good point with that no one's reading into it. In that um, most people who discuss this type of idea or topic are very segregated in the sense of what they are focusing on. I think that another big thing is that you know Disney. Just as an example of a big company, they're not expecting a, anybody to focus in on multiple facets of their business. I think that we have gotten so large in terms of pop culture, Disney, Marvel, which is also Disney, of course, but any of these things that you know, most people can say, oh, in terms of marketing, we have to appeal to a certain group. And it's the weird niche loser podcasters like us that tie these things together (laughs) because they say, well, who the fuck is going to think about these 10 topics? They're just going to focus on the one that they like.
1: So when they were making this in 2002, it was more almost like a joke and see, let's just see how much we can get away with.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we haven't gotten to it, but I, I, I was thinking of bringing this up, Cheetah Girls, I think you're not going to disagree with me. This is Disney going, hey, Spice Girls were successful. Let's fucking pump out a pop teen group.
1: Yeah, but Spice Girls was like almost 10 years earlier. Though. like That was like, well, what? Well, mid-90s? no, no, no,
0: you're, you're not wrong. But that's what I'm saying is Disney going, well, fuck it. Let's do this. Let's take well, okay, but, but this, this is idea the question, but, and run but,
1: with but, it. But, okay, and this is maybe a reason why we should have maybe done High School
0: Musical first
1: over this was that – they did like when high school musical blew up, and Rob and I were right in that time period where like high school musical blew up. We were like what yep. eighth grade when that started. Yep. And so, like, we really saw it was like to see a bunch of like 13, I 14. I still have year old never girls.
0: seen high school musical, but that's yes, when, when I was in middle but school, you know, that was the biggest shit. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's the idea like when Disney put high school, like put that into production, they never expected that to be a cultural phenomenon.
0: Oh, sure, sure. It was, and I think, it and was I a think that's
1: the same thing with cheetah girls i don't think they ever anticipated the cheetah girls because the cheetah girls was the most successful disney channel original movie until high school musical
0: yeah i think that's what i'm saying is that you know the cheetah girls was disney channel's original movie version of the spice girls
1: okay and you just think it was just something to do they never expected it to catch on yeah so that's what it is they never expected it to catch on and that's why we really shouldn't be analyzing this to even a tenth of the degree that we're currently doing.
0: Well, well, yes, I, I do give you that, because I think this extends to not only Cheetah Girls, but, you know, High School Musical. Um, Di- Disney original channel movies, to me, have always been, well, how do we capitalize on common properties? It, it was a miracle that Halloween Town did as well as it did, because Disney Channel said, well, fuck it, let's take somebody with a pumpkin head and make it into a movie. And people (coughs) loved it. Disney Channel is a money-making machine. They're not trying to make things that are going to culturally last.
1: Well, okay... Yeah but then you also have to realize this is a different time for the company. This was still this was at the at the very end of the Michael Eisner era. The company had still a little bit a little bit more of a soul than it has well relative to now it had a lot more of a soul. So this is but,
0: this is when we're talking about, you know, Cheetah Girls, Halloween Town, you know, early 2000s Disney movies. This was right after the um, Little Mermaid boom. No,
1: th- no, 10 years. No? Blue Mermaid was 89.
0: 89. Okay, sorry. I thought 99. Um, But, I mean, uh, am I wrong in saying that, like, Little Mermaid and maybe the 90s, that was when they started to revitalize the animation department of Disney?
1: No, that was – no. The, Dis- the Disney renaissance, like – oh, again, this is going back a year ago to Waking Sleeping Beauty – like started in the late '80s and kind of it, its high point was Lion King. Okay, and it ended by Tarzan in '99.
0: But the thing yes, was that, like, by what the, I was thinking of was Tarzan and the Phil Collins soundtrack yes. and, and that stuff. And the, I, I think that's important in the context of Disney Channel original movies. If that makes but sense, no,
1: I I don't think so though because in my thinking for that is that, like you said, it was different brand. It's different branches of the company. Mm-hmm. But you had a lot happening in, like, late 2002 when it came to, like, Disney Channel, like, movies and stuff, and, like, Disney Channel, like, actors, because, like, Lizzie McGuire like the, even though the series ran from 2000 i think 2001 to 2004 most of the show was filmed from 2000 to 2002 okay and it, it, or i'm sorry 2000 to 2001 ish then in 2002 they went to film the movie and then because they only produced like they only made like 65 episodes and they weren't going to do anymore they stretched it until like february of 2004 but the thing that makes this all interesting is that like at that same time period where the Lizzie McGuire movie was being filmed and Cheetah girls were being filmed. It, that idea of having female actors being groomed to not just be TV stars, but to also be musical performers. Gotcha. All that was happening in the same time span. And then they were both being kind of gestated in that same time span. And it was all being released to the public in that same time span. Like again, Lizzie McGuire movie where you're starting to get the thing of like okay Hillary Duff is gonna do the music at the end and yeah, yeah. was also at the same time that Cheetah Girls was being done at the same time when Hillary Duff was recording Metamorphosis her first album and also while the Cheetah Girls soundtrack was being recorded so you had all the it was all being released in the same time span of a couple of months of each other and I think like that's not by accident they were deliberately trying to I think there was a little bit more coordination than what you're giving them credit for I think there was there were paying attention to this but like i can't tell again it's one of those things where what were they deliberately being tongue-in-cheek about it or were they all just what's the word the blind leading the blind well, well and- i
0: think that is an action what you described i totally agree with i think that my question comes down to was this time period possibly not cheetah girls but the the time period that followed, was this the oversaturation of that idea?
1: No, this was the beginning of it. Because, like, it well, really it, did. It was
0: the beginning for sure. But then I think that this.
1: It didn't get broke really through. bad until it did break through. It worked because you had both, like, they, they it worked. With, like, and Hillary Duff put Hollywood records on the map. Yeah. It taught. Yeah. Hillary, it like, gets weird. Everybody, like, doesn't realize this because we all point to Miley Cyrus now. But, like, Hillary Duff was the template for crossing over not just because Hilary Duff didn't really have a big movie career. Like Mm -hmm. she did a few movies, but none of them were wildly successful, but it was the idea that she still was a bankable name. She was a household name in like the early mid two thousands. And so she set a template for it, but like the oversaturation really didn't start until the Miley Cyrus, Jonah, Jonas brothers era.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And then, then like, and kind of like Zendaya was the last Zendaya, Bella Thorne, they were kind of the the tail end of all this sure sure because really, they really did because they, um,
0: they... <laughs> but but no you're, you're not wrong i think i understand what you're saying is that you know we had to go through um in in terms of our lives this kind of childhood of uh, pop music type of icons whether it be you know cheetah girls miley cyrus to get them to be something more than that and i think that you know we grew up going well. At least I did. I, I can't speak for you, Zach, because you're a pop music teen, teen music lover. That it—it's this idea that you know we had to go through that foundation to be able to get the next step for these artists. If that makes sense,
1: like that's. But like that's the thing, though, is that like, would any of these people be artists? Because it's like, okay, does does Hillary Duff have musical talent? Yeah, does does does, does Miley does Miley Cyrus have musical talent? Do the Jonas Brothers have musical yeah. talent? Well, well, it's like, I I it's mean
0: a, it's, I'm going to stand hard. Miley Cyrus is a fantastic musical talent because she's done a lot of stuff with The Flaming Lips that I really love. But no, but the but the question my, comes down to, Hillary Duff though?
1: Mm. It's a chicken or the egg scenario where it's like were these people always talented or were they groomed into it by their corporate overlords? Sure,
0: sure, sure.
1: And the problem is that it's not like, oh, they were discovered in their 20s. Yeah. It's a problem is that they were discovered as cute kids during adolescent teenage years, and then they were crafted into this image that maybe they didn't exactly want. I, I don't care if that's what they want or didn't want. That's not the issue here. It's the idea of – the idea of just crafting talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not absolutely. even
1: grooming. Crafting is probably the better word to use.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. And I think talent and performance goes – Uh, hand in hand with our cultural discussion these days but they are completely separate i know that zach you and i talked about when um, miley cyrus did that recent interview where she was like my biggest fear is that they're going to play wrecking ball at my funeral (laughs) and i think that's the big thing is that you know there's a difference between talent and notoriety uh sure i i hope that people see cinemodities you know 20 years from now, as a great talent of cinematic discussion, whether it be you, me, uh, Ben, whoever. But I we might get, you know, typecasted into the sense of nonsense that we don't like. And I think that's fair for artists these days.
1: Fair. Yeah. Fair. All right, Rob. Are you aware of the fact that Chanel's mother in this was featured on an episode of Goosebumps?
0: No, I was not.
1: Her name is Lori Alter, the actress's name. So and she was in the episode "More Monster Blood."
0: Oh, I love the Monster Blood sequence in uh, the series sequence in Goosebumps. Uh, more Monster Blood in the episode episodes of Goosebumps. They're not based on a book. They that's one of the other ones they wrote just for the show. Um, so is Chanel the mother who's trying to get fucked and leaves yes, the yes, credit card? Yes. Yes. Okay, not Jennifer Esposito. <laughs>
1: no, not Jennifer Esposito. I
0: thought it was Jennifer Esposito when I was, first watched this movie, and I went, well, wait, no. That's not her. It's It looks like Jennifer Esposito, but it's not.
1: I know. I thought the same thing.
0: I, I really hate the idea of this movie where <laughs> the, the daughter comes back, and she's like, Mom, I want to go shopping. Oh, wait, you're on a date. I hope you wear a condom like that. Like, this movie gets so I think this is I'm glad you brings up because I wanted to talk about this. This movie gets so personal without actually talking about real topics. Like, you know, like I said before, Raven Simone is just the biggest bitch ever. Our second main character is angry because her mom wants to get fucked. And I I don't like the fact that this movie is so blasé about this idea what is were your thoughts I don't know I mean Zach and I are not or have ever been and will never be young girls I think that's fair to say I don't know Zach if you have any a different opinion on that but I thought this was very derogatory towards some of the uh creation or ideals of young girls in media
1: what did you Are think? you telling you're telling me after our whole thing about Sophia the first about how to raise children? You're actually going to side on on my side for once.
0: Well, oh, maybe.
1: Rob, have you matured in almost three years? I
0: mean, I mean, I mean, nobody Rob, should you... ever listen to their parents. Period. If if your parents tell you anything, do the opposite and. Take a shard of glass, cut their throat. I think that's the way to go. Uh oh my god, Rob. Maybe Are you when I you can't watch... believe it. Rob has had growth. Wow. <laughs> wow. You all made right, me folks. watch Titanic, ca- Zach.
1: <laughs> Rob, the Sophia the first episode is now negated from the canon. I want that noted. I want a giant strike through through all the notes for Sophia the first. The episode is negated from canon. Well, the well, of I, kinda,
0: I kinda have to say that my my thought when um the the Latina girl comes back to her apartment. Our Latina member of the uh, <laughs> Cheetah Girls comes back to her apartment. She's like, "Mom, I want to go shopping for shoes." No, then, she doesn't do that. She
1: comes home because she wants to tell her mother about what happened that day. And then shop for and shoes. Ma-
0: Absolutely. Um, but <sighs> when when she realizes her mom is not there. She might as well say, like, Mom, I hope you wear a condom, or I hope he wears a condom. Like, it gets very sexual. What? That doesn't happen. No, this totally—well, no, that that exact line does not happen. But we get the scene later on where the Latina cheetah girl's mother is like, I'm so sorry I took wanting to get dick over caring about my daughter. Like, that scene happens.
1: Well, Yeah.
4: I'm feeling shoe shopping! I knew it was too good to be true. Luke surprised me with tickets to a Broadway show. So I couldn't say no. I'm gonna take my card and have a good time. Get something we both can wear and look tight. Love, Mommy. We need to spend more time together. Nobody's home. Nobody's ever home. Hey, we're not here. Leave your name and number after the beat.
1: Nita, Gail from Moving On Realtors. If you still want to put your apartment up for sale, give a shout. We'll do an open house.
4: Here's a shout. You can send that order right back. Special delivery. No one's moving out. Claro, gracias.
0: Oh yeah, I'll have a good time. And so I, I can't help but think that you know the daughter is more of an adult than the mother is. That's what the movie's well, going for.
1: Well, yeah, that that's a yeah, that's a big thing that started to happen in early two thousands. Yes, on the holidays, and when are, you kids have kids that happen, the, the
0: daughter says, "Make sure you wear a condom." She,
1: she does not say that.
0: She she does not say that, but it's implied.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I uh, have a oh lot
0: my. of hate for this movie. I... <laughs> This was the thing. Most of my notes, I have a lot of notes about this movie, we've covered a lot of. A lot of them are sexually explicit. Because this movie? <laughs> what? Is, what? This movie This movie is trying to teach young women about how to exist in the world. And it's very sexual, I think.
1: Where? Wh- how? Where are you getting sex? Other than the one mother that wants them from Pierre, whatever his name is. That's, like, the where biggest, you
0: get- that's the biggest thing that the mother's like, I don't want you to make the same mistakes I have. Don't get fucked oh. when you're a little girl. Uh, There's so uh, much of that in I, this movie. I, I didn't
1: take that literally. I that was, I don't want you to get kind of like eaten up by the big machine like I did. That's you're so taking, sexual. You're taking you No.
0: That's it can be so intersexual, even in the scene with Dorinda way, when think- she's like, "I'm an orphan because my parents got divorced because everybody's fucking everybody else." Like that's the she, const- that's not what she. That's oh the conceit God. of this movie. No, that it's sex not. No, ruins families. You are, re- families.
1: Re- you, are- <laughs> you are reading insanely too much into this.
0: I I might you, be Rob,
1: Rob, are you a Christian fundamentalist now? Like, do I have to be concerned? <laughs> What have you been up to in the last couple of years?
0: <laughs> I am not a Christian fundamentalist, but I took—I did not pick, Cheetah okay. girls as, as a can, hardcore anti-sex movie. <laughs>
1: I did not get that at all. I did not. I—I don't know what the hell version you watched. I don't know what they were. Some weird sort of subliminal <laughs> thing that somebody ripped. I, I no. Like this movie? Okay, th- okay, folks. We're gonna put the adult. Ha- we're gonna let the adult speak for a second here. Um, <laughs> what the, that? <laughs> what this movie is essentially about is that it's trying to basically say the music industry will basically eat you up and spit you out, and if you join it, you are compromising any sense of artistic I integrity you might have.
0: More. The music That's industry the has nothing to do with this movie. It is about personal loss of. Sense of self through Raven Simone because of the hanging low hanging bait of success. Well, yeah, Vincent, Vincent Caraza is not even a fucking character in this movie. Who the
1: hell is even that? Jackal Jack-
0: Johnson? Vincent Carra? Are you telling me? That you don't know that Jackal Johnson is played by Vincent Carraza, who is the voice actor of Zexion slash Ienzo in every iteration of the Kingdom Hearts video game franchise. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break, three seconds to refill my drink. Zach, reflect on yourself for not knowing voice actors. Period.
1: (laughs) All right, folks. Well, Rob, can you refill his drink? I'm going to tell you what this movie is really about. Um, this movie's a mess, but not for the reasons that the ramblings of a lunatic that is my co-host is saying to you. Um, this movie basically is just about how you should be careful when getting involved with the big machine of the entertainment industry because it will try to compromise you in ways that you don't want to be compromised. In Rob's case, he took that in the most sexual way possible, which I don't see – At all but at the same Time you should be leery Of people trying to do this and always keep Your guard up and stay true to yourself which Is pretty much every Disney Channel original movie Message at its core stay true to yourself
0: It sounds like you've been talking while I was Gone I hope you were um, Because clearly we have Discrepancies with this movie (laughs)
1: Just just small ones and Clearly one of us had our uh, sexual hat on While we were
0: watching it Oh my god I mean yeah Yeah I, I, I guess this is, like, early 2000s. They're a, making no, it so no. sexual.
1: It wasn't sexual. to a movie about staying true to yourself.
0: No! Yes! Well, I mean, kind of, but we got fucking raven Simone being the biggest cunt in the universe. I, I know, I know. And We've she barely learns that. a lesson at the end of the movie.
1: Yes, she does, because her dog gets stuck in a manhole, and the entire city <laughs> comes out to support her.
0: That... That is the worst part of this film.
1: Everything in this movie is the worst part of the movie.
0: <laughs> oh, like I said, Zach, most of my notes come from a place of hate for this film.
1: <laughs> I know. We've established that.
0: Um, but- can, I, can I ask you, because I don't know what you said, because uh, legitimately, in editing, this is going to be great. I, I let Zach just rant. I was literally not listening to him. What fucking grade are they in? They're freshmen. They say that numerous times. They say that numerous times, but the same in the same instances that they say that they're talking about NYU at the beginning of the movie?
1: I think it's eventual goals.
0: I was very confused about how old they were. But you're not wrong that they are they very frequently go back to, "Oh, we have a high school talent show to worry about." Yes. Can I say the the luscious blonde-haired dude who's the only male yes. love interest in this movie?
1: Baby Fabio.
0: Oh, fucking. He's a sexy man. <laughs> the best character was Luscious haired Dude. I liked him more than <laughs> any of our main characters. He
1: is the only really likable character. in Okay, how
0: about. Yeah, how about because he's the how one a... who's like, I actually want to deal with my problems and sing about them and learn from them.
1: <laughs> what about Italian stereotype father?
0: Oh, he's not a character.
1: He's not a character, but He's I found him. He's not a amusing. character. I found him. Am- Isn't it interesting that basically every character in this movie is some sort of racial stereotype?
0: I, I have to agree. I love there's a certain scene when, you know, Raven is like actually realizing that she's a big old bitch. And she says to her mother, like, I made a mistake. The Cheetah Girls have broken up. And the mother's like, oh, I'm going to comfort you. And the dad's there. And he's like, I'm making the pasta. (laughs) I'm making the spaghetti for everybody. And I'm like, oh, my God, this movie's a nightmare.
1: (laughs) It is a nightmare.
0: (laughs) I'm making the pasta. (laughs) That's what his character was. If you summarize the weird narrative that the mother I guess used to be a star and then she was a model. Yeah. She was a model and then found this, you know, beta fucking Italian man to just go on her every whim that the beta Italian man is like, I'm making the pasta.
1: (laughs) Is it weird that we never got to see Pierre?
0: Who's Pierre?
1: I don't know. the, 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 the Latino's boyfriend. Oh, that's
0: Right. They didn't yeah, get that, a Frenchman? That must have been cut from the movie because the Latina's girlfriend is the credit card. <laughs> her the credit card is her only love interest for this movie.
1: Rob, what is uh, Aqua's love interest?
0: Uh, I don't know. Be, be, I don't know a piece of corn <laughs> to be able to look straight because she has cross eyes <laughs> the whole goddamn movie. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I don't want to sound offensive. She is idiotic. She she has a she has a scene where she's like, she has to say a line and it gets clearly overdubbed by ADR. It's fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure which is more funnier or more offensive. Her love interest is a of corn. Are looking. <laughs>
0: So this is is what you got to get. I mean, I think better. I think the next three months of three weeks of December dancing plus will be better. This movie was a nightmare. (laughs) Literally, a multitude of my notes are just the line is aqua mentally challenged. Should I be looking at this in terms of an actor or a mentally challenged person? Because I got no problem. If, if they hired a mentally challenged person to play this role, great representation. That's fine. But she is so stupid in some literally her hairstyle is fucking a ponytail out of the back of her head and another ponytail coming from her temple. And it's like that's the shit you see when cartoons like Rick and Morty want to display a handicapped person. I'm not kidding you! I don't know how to feel!
2: (laughs) There's there's even a
0: line where Aqua, when they're at like the Jackal Johnson recording studio, and Aqua holds up the Bichon Frise, and goes, I brought a CD, and my dog Toto says it's a hit! And I'm like, that's one, that's not your fucking dog, two, (laughs) This is this is something a moron would say. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this movie, Zach. You know what the worst
1: part is? You didn't even get into the like considering her her entire character is hot sauce having a southern accent. Oh my um, god! Where she brings hot
0: sauce to places.
1: <laughs> she also she also has a phobia of subways.
0: I, oh my god, okay, yes, that is one of the climaxes (laughs) of the movie, is that Aqua took the subway to be with the rest of the Cheetah Girls, and my note in that moment was, I fucking forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I I don't know. I,
1: Rob, do you have, have should I just, like, go, go, like, I don't know, go take a shower, make a sandwich, because...
0: This might... This might be a thing. I'm literally looking at my notes because I have three pages of notes on Cheetah Girls. Of course you do. And one of them is, I'm going to read it verbatim. One of the fucking climax moments is that the mentally challenged girl faced her fears and took the subway, which only came up 90 minutes ago because the fucking dog was in trouble. (laughs) I hate the fact that the end of this movie is a dog is in a hole. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the dog fell down the well.
0: The dog's not even in a well. The dog is literally in reach. When we see camera shots of the dog, anybody could just fucking reach in and pick it up.
1: <laughs> they have to, But Remember, Rob, they have to cut the power in the gas lines.
0: It's a colonoscopy cam of this dog that we see.
1: Yes, numerous shots
0: of it. I hate this shit. <laughs> and... Oh, my God. I'm going to read another one of my notes. This is going to be the episode that literally kills not the podcast if they're gonna cancel me but i'm going for it this is my oh note all
1: right folks it's going down sin lottys 20 2018 to 2020
0: here it comes these are the four cheetah girls one is such a fucking cunt that she deserves to die one is a sad sack because her mom wants to get fucked and she's upset that a credit card is left to her one's an orphan one's mentally handicapped and i really hate to say this but they come together to save a dog that none of them are aware of <laughs>
1: okay rob what you, okay is it fair to say that the dog that can hop on its hind legs on cue is the best actor in the entire movie
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and i hate the dog too i really hate that bizarre Friché. I I that's uh, I have one snack for this movie and it involves a dog <laughs> and you're not gonna like it, Zach.
1: <laughs> All right, folks, this is gonna be another short episode, another outlier when it comes to the cinema. episode length canon.
0: I have to say one of the other things, one of my notes, because this is the only way I can I can process this movie. One of my notes is I really hate to say this, but the best member of the Cheetah Girls at the end of the movie is the luscious blonde hair guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know we mentioned well, he that Well he, uh, can, he can play the guitar. He's the only one with artistic talent. <laughs> what I
1: about mean, styling your hair with two ponytails? Does I, that count as talent?
0: I, oh my god. Oh my, I get what they're going for. Like I'm watching this and I'm I'm trying to take an objective stance with it. But I think know,
1: objectivity went out the window a long time exactly, ago. Exactly,
0: because I know it's a Disney Channel original movie. I know it's from, you know, early two thousands and I'm watching it. And I have to say that I guess kind of it makes sense that they were doing like the boys are bullying the girls in the early parts of the movie, but they throw that out the window when Raven Simone gets so stuck up. We have that time lapse shot where like all she's telling stories about Jackal Johnson and all the people are leaving her. I really like that. I mean, that's where i guess they had 90 minutes and kind of made it work i guess i don't know zach i've been complaining a lot i you're the one who pitched this whole series i want to throw it over to you what what do you think about the cheetah girls i know you said before that it's kind of our our we have to eat our vegetables before we get to the meat of things but uh, uh, on re-watching it what does you think
1: no, like, I, I the, my biggest takeaway is the fact that I couldn't understand any of the dialogue. Like, I I'm kind of like, what? I'm like, like you didn't get the, the episode. I,
0: I would love a super cut of all those moments of dialogue where it's like, what,
1: huh? And then I realized that's just the entire run, run time of the film. I would so be here for like 83 you're, minutes. You're
0: going to watch, uh, Tenet subtitles on Cheetah Girls. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing?
1: No, it's, it, it, it's, it's a difference
0: where I couldn't understand
1: what was happening. Oh, I couldn't hear any of the dialogue in Tenet. In Cheetah Girls, I heard it. I just couldn't figure out what any of it meant.
0: I, Kinda have to agree because I la- I when-
1: want to imagine Cheetah Girls being dubbed or uh, what's the word subtitled into a different language, but with the English like audio track, and most of it's just question mark, question mark, question mark at the bottom of the screen.
0: <laughs> I I have to say, whenever I watch movies um, for the first time for this podcast or just in general, I don't watch them with subtitles because subtitles I think take my eyes off of the mise en scène and stuff that I really want to pay attention to. I had no fucking clue what Raven Simone was saying in some of these scenes. Yes. I think it's because it's early 2000 slang that as a white man, I am very, very viscerally unaware of. I think that's the best way to put it, but I agree with you. As
1: somebody, as somebody who lives in early 2000s era, like pop culture, most of what she's I, again, I I I'm not a black person. I'm none of this, but like I'm pretty certain that like none of that was like colloquialisms of that era for
0: any reason Yeah, yeah, I I I totally. I agree. think a lot
1: of it's just like God. It's it's gibberish.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the scene that stands out to me the most is that um, when they're walking near the beginning of the movie, you know, it's like three of the cheetah girls are walking down the sidewalk of Manhattan. Or wherever they're filming it, and Dorinda goes off on her own because we don't know she's an orphan yet. And it's just Raven Simone and Latina girl talking to each other, and they're just like spouting off slang that I have no concept of what it means. And then one of them calls a cab, and that's the end of the scene. And I'm like, okay, I guess that happened. <laughs>
4: So lights out by 9.30. I have lessons at the youth center and tons of homework. If I miss this bus right now, I'm going to be officially late for school tomorrow. Lessons, girl, you need to rest those legs. But let the girl take a lesson. Fine, then I'll email you what we're going to wear tomorrow, OK? No, because my computer is still down. Just give it to me tomorrow. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm still back in action. See you later, bye. That girl is always on the move. <laughs> no, 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 wait, taxi. Alive, and I love one too. My true class, the NYU starts in 10 minutes. You've been here for six months and you still scared to ride the subway? Look, I told my daddy I would live in New York. I never said anything about under New York. It's dark and dirty and there are more people down there. <laughs> Girl, whatever. Learn this Einstein. But you do have to get the door yourself, you know. Thank you. Bye, bye. Princess High in the Land of Maintenance. Hey, she makes me giggle, and she does have the buns of life. All right. Uh! <laughs> girl, we're so hard working with four girls. I mean, it was so much easier when it was just you and me, girl. Divas in diapers. But you know, Draco was right. We needed that backup. You know, now that we got Aqua and Doe. Girl, we look and sound like a real girl group. Yeah, but what about tomorrow, girl? I am not trying to get crunched like corn chips. Please believe it. Listen, we have what it takes. Now all we need is the attitude. And when you get wobbly, just think about the dream, girl. We could be grabbing Grammys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I love you in the back row. Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna be juggling the hottest producers: Rodney Jerkins, <laughs> Babyface, Jacko Jones. Oh yeah, and all the hot designers are calling us. They're like. We thought you on the other line. Uh, please hold on. Chi, it's Gucci. Get Tom Ford. Oh, no. I wear Prada or nada, mama. Nada. nada. <laughs> nada. <laughs> please leave it. Girl, you promised me that when we get rich, we're going to buy a huge penthouse apartment for just you and me. Friends forever? Forever. Mm. Come on, let's go.
1: I'm a little disappointed you didn't bring up with your – okay, Rob, if we had – I think the audience can figure it out, but just in case there's any doubt, who is your favorite
0: cheetah girl? The the luscious blonde-haired guy. (laughs) No, no, in in, terms of the actual four cheetah girls, my favorite is Dorinda. No, it um, has to be Aqua. No, it has to be Aqua. No, you spent Aqua's way too much time mentally on Aqua. Challenged one.
1: That's your favorite one. You did you mention how the movie begins and what the first like goof slash shenanigan no, is? No, I don't think I it? did.
0: I don't think I did.
1: Come on, Rob. This this alone should what? have been like the thesis statement to your entire case about the mental state. I mean,
0: I mean my my literal first note is that <laughs> I wrote down because it showed up in the credits that Vincent Carraza is in this, who's the voice of Zexy Enzo in Kingdom Hearts. My second note is that we have Bubbles, Chuchi, Aqua, and Doe. I don't remember how this movie started.
1: What happens to Aqua as she's dancing on the makeshift
0: stage at the birthday party? Does she fall down? I hope.
1: No, she gets her (laughs) heel— Well, yes. She gets her heel stuck in this weird sort of, like, wood plank work stage, and (laughs) they're all trying— do you not remember
0: that? No, no, I don't remember that. I You
1: watch this movie twice and you don't remember your favorite character? Not, like, She's not my favorite sucked. character! Yes, she is, Rob. The... Absorbed...
0: Aqua is my favorite character in the sense that we have finally, in a movie, a great <laughs> representation of mentally defective people. That's why she might be my favorite character. <laughs> Doe is my favorite character because she got big teeth. I like big teeth. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's not the only thing she got big of.
0: <laughs> she got big orphan skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, this. Both times I watched this movie, I think I was loading up my notes and did not regard anything that happens.
1: Rob, what is the worst sequence in this movie or scene?
0: The whole ending. Really? Them singing a song to rescue the dog is the worst thing in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the worst. I thought you yeah. was the musical number.
0: Oh, no, I—well, I guess we should say um, I I didn't have any really thing against the music of this movie. I thought it was basic pop stuff, you know, early Disney Channel original movie, fine. I had more issues with the characterization, and the worst sequence in the movie is that— the dog is literally six inches below their feet, and they could reach down and pick it up, but they decide to call the entirety of the Manhattan Fire Department and sing a song to save it. That's the worst part of the movie.
1: That is horrible. Is that yeah. worse than having a mentally handicapped person just, like, go around, like, staring in three different directions?
0: No, I think I think that's fine because it's representation. I think the <laughs> fact that, you know— But,
1: Rob, the actress is not mentally handicapped, though.
0: I do you know that for sure?
1: I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I went through this I went through this with you. There's the girl group 3LW that featured whoever that actress is named that plays Aqua and Adrian Balon, aka Chuchi Chanel. I
0: don't know. Her eyes go in multiple directions. <laughs> she's got she's got like six inches between her two front teeth. <laughs> they own you know, it in you this know movie. Gap teeth is... <laughs> oh my God. I know we're basically describing uh, from our high school, (laughs) which I do. Zach knows I usually don't like to bring up our history with our high school friends, but we're basically describing one of our kids in high school. Zach is like, why am I doing this podcast anymore? Maybe I should leave it to Rob and Justin. (laughs)
1: We should make, you know, for punishment for the Southland Tales episode, we should make Justin watch Cheetah Girls.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> All right, Rob. Here's your permission to Ludovico technique him tonight, okay?
0: I'll try my best.
1: <laughs> I would love to know what Justin's... Up- I-, I think Justin should be brought on for movies that we know are bad. Like, he should be brought mm. on, like, it's like punishment. Like, like it's kind of like his, uh, what, uh community service for, for the Southland sure, Tales episode. sure,
0: sure. I, I it's think, restitution
1: to the podcast. I,
0: I agree with you completely. I think one of the other scenes that I wanted to mention in this movie, just to get it back on track, because I, uh, if I haven't been canceled a million times, I'm canceled for this episode. Um, wh- when the band, the Cheetah Girls, goes to the record label and they do their song, and then Jackal Johnson is like, this is what we have in mind, there's like a very Lynch-esque scene of raven Simone like, watching cuts of the band beginning to like the song. Did, did this ring a bell for you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember that.
0: I That's the one scene in this movie I was like, wow, cinematography's a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie... Uh, that its I wouldn't even say it's good, it's just unusual.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really nice way to put it, is that it is unusual in the sense of They're trying to make a kid's movie, which I get for the Disney Channel aesthetic, whatever you want to call it. But at least there's a little more creativity. And I think I do want to compare it to Pixel Perfect because I think Pixel Perfect was, if I remember correctly, a lot of flat shots. Like they put the camera down, they had people in frame, and they just got through the scenes. And when they needed to do special effects, they did it. This had a little more creativity behind it. If I do say
1: did it really like compare,
0: <sighs> I, I have I not seen pixel I feel perfect Pi- since we discussed it. So I don't remember, but I, I remember feel like pixel perfect is leap pixel perfect.
1: Well, there are a lot of flash shots, but I feel pixel, like this is primitive compared to that. And it's weird th- saying that considering that that movie was being like filmed when this was released.
0: Ah, sure, sure. I keep
1: in mind, these are only like six months apart from each other in release. Pixel Perfect was oh. February of 2000, January of 2004, yeah. and this was like September of 2003, so you're talking about like five or six months.
0: Well, we do have to acknowledge the fact that Pixel Perfect was directed by the same guy that did Spawn.
1: Yeah, I know. You brought, okay, folks, I want sure you to know, we discussed that movie almost two years ago, and in the last couple of weeks, Rob just discovered the fact that it was the guy who directed Spawn yes. also did Pixel Perfect.
0: Yes, because ben, ben and I did a Patreon episode about Bloodshot and Spawn. We did a double feature. And uh, that's where I I realized or re-realized that Spawn director also did Pixel Perfect. And I texted Zach very frantically going, did we mention this? And Zach's like, I think so. Like, why are you yelling at me? And I was like, Spawn! Pixel Perfect! Spawn! And Zach's like, calm down, Rob.
1: (laughs) Pixel Perfect, the greatest. Oh, God, Pixel Perfect. Okay, Rob, I want you to juxtaposition. whatever. I'm getting, I'm Juxt- getting, juxta- toes? Juxta-po- yes, juxtapose, toes. juxtapose. Toes. I can't say, it. oh my God. Juxtaposition, <laughs> juxta- juxtapose. Yeah. I'm juxta- going to take a right?
0: toes. Tune into the cinema is only fan. We're going <sighs> to juxtapose.
1: <toes. laughs> oh my God. He's, he's killing me folks. He's killing me.
0: All right, Rob, I
1: want you to juxtapose. That's how you say it, right? Juxtapose. Juxtapose. Thank yeah. you. Oh God. You killing me wrong. Juxtapose. Juxtapose this with pixel perfect.
0: Pixel Perfect is infinitely better.
1: Well, I know it's infinitely better, but I just mean like like filmmaking-wise. You think oh. this was more creatively dynamic than Pixel Perfect?
0: No, not at all. Pixel Perfect had character arcs. It had that growth of our main character dealing with his creation. The only character arc in this movie is raven Simone is a big bitch and kind of realized she should be a smaller bitch. Like that—that's one of my big problems with this movie—is that Raven Simone is like, I want to control this band, and her character arc is, I should control this band a little bit less. It's not that she should even give up her creative control to her her bandmates. It's that maybe I should listen to reason. It's not that she has been wrong, which is a big bitch move.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Going. Speaking of that. Going back to your point earlier in this discussion about the fact of, like, oh, like, is this taking jabs at one side of the Disney company versus the other? Sure. Like, as you know, there's a plot beat in this, but they all get mad that Raven is, or whatever the hell her name is, Galleria Mall. Um, her
0: name is Galleria, which is her name terrible.
1: Is, yes, it, it's insane. Um, that was like the, that was the first moment in the movie when they started calling her that. I'm like, wait, what? Her,
0: her and credit th- on IMDb is Galleria Garibaldi.
1: That Italian man had a re-
0: She d- So I think Zach and I weren't agreeing. She deserves a bullet to the temple for that. <laughs> just no, having the, that name. The writer.
1: The writer just, Rob, you're, you're taking all your frustration out in the wrong places. The writer. I, Go find out who the yeah. writer is. Let's see if they have a Twitter uh, and we'll tweet Allison
0: it. Taylor is all right. the crazy writer.
1: What else have they done? I'm just curious.
0: She doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'd have to do some clicking. <laughs> IMDb. I know, I'm on Wikipedia. Okay, allison Taylor, keep going, Zach. <laughs> but no, like, you notice there's a
1: plot point in this where it's like, oh, why is Galleria, Raven Simone, like, front and center on the album cover? Mm-hmm. And then I went and found my CD, and Raven Simone is front and center on the album cover of the Cheetah Girls. Oh,
0: God. Oh, God. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> Rob, I remember how I gave you my copy of Gremlins 2?
0: Oh sure, yeah. You're
1: gonna yeah. get my copies of the Cheetah Girls on DVD and on oh, CD. Oh
0: my God! Another thing to put. Uh, <laughs> I have I have Gremlins two VHS lined up next to Joe Meet Joe Black VHS with the any al- crazy any city man. card leaning between them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's called the Cinemati's Wall of Shame or Bookshelf of, fa- of yep, Shame. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. So, uh, oh my God, this uh, Allison Taylor first writing credit is in 1978.
1: Oh my God. For whoa, doc- whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, this is the how same. Old, old, what Taylor. was this person written? How how old was this person? Is. Uh, when were they born?
0: Let, let me see. Uh, nope, I clicked on the update information. I have no information. It is not on IMDb how old she is.
1: Okay, what was her? You said her first writing credit was 78?
0: 1978. The next thing she has a credit for is 1992. Yikes. So, I'm not sure
1: if that's accurate or if that's someone just two different people with the same name and it's just their information like, overlaid.
0: I agree with you there. So let's start with 1992 because that ties into a lot of other stuff. That's
1: um, not horrible then. That's, she, yeah.
0: she has a, a writing credit on Clarissa Explains It All in 1992. Okay. Um, she so she then, was she was steeped in this world. Yeah. She then has writing credits on ROC, R-O-C. I don't know what that is. Um, but also Married With Children – and The Crew and the Wayans Brothers show. Mm. So she has some things there. She writes for Sister, Sister, and Sparks, which I think are these same ilk, like Disney Channel, uh, all-access shows, you know. She is a writer for three episodes of Lizzie McGuire. (gasps) What three episodes? Uh, 2002. All of them are 2002. The first one is Over the Hill. The next one is You're a Good Man, Lizzie McGuire, and the last is Party Over Here.
1: I know You're a Good Man, Lizzie McGuire. I'm I know saying the, the
0: titles because you might know them. I don't know them.
1: I know the middle one. I don't know the other two. But
0: after that, she is the writer for Cheetah Girls and Cheetah Girls 2. Rightfully so. And then she does Class of 3000. I don't know what that is. <laughs> she is the creator and writer. From-
1: Deborah? no. It's, apparently Cheetah Girls was a series of books.
0: Well, well, yeah, but she's, she's the writer for the scripts of the movies, from what I'm seeing. Ah, uh, okay. Cheetah Girls and Cheetah Girls 2, and then Class of 3000. She is apparently the creator and the writer for 20 episodes of Just Jordan. I don't mm. know what that is. She, she writes and directs something called Barbie in the Pink Shoes, and then Shake It Up, The Lion Guard, and Raven's Home. In 2020. Mm. Okay. Um I, I think that we need to do a bonus episode on Barbie in the pink shoes because that sounds fucking insane. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I love me some Barbie in the pink shoes, I have to say.
1: You didn't so- talk about 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Remember that show, Rob, with the dog that, like, I do, like the I like remember a, like, a serial murder, and he I've, gets transformed to a dog, and he lives with, like, a family? I
0: remember that show, but she, she's not, according to IMB, she's not a writer on that. Um, yeah, she wrote one episode. Okay, I did skip that. 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. She wrote one episode.
1: Remember that show, Rob?
0: I do remember that show, and I loved that show when I was little.
1: <laughs> Yet the like, dude like becomes the, a I, dog
0: and has to do good deeds. <laughs> I...
1: I like the picture of the dog in IMDb. The dog it's like, like the dog is just like caught like deer in the headlights style.
0: I'm cl- I'm clicking on it right now so I can see it. Oh my god. Are You talking about the one where there's like a bunch yep. of people around the dog yeah. and and <laughs> the dog is literally like they gave me drugs to shoot this.
1: <laughs> Go look at the other picture. The picture like a, it's, it's like like child porn almost. <laughs> it's like a picture you'd find a serial killer's like memento box.
0: Oh my god. Oh it's a God. picture
1: you would see of kids like murdered by like a serial rapist. Looking like, at like,
0: this picture, the the what I imagine is the dad who's like the top right of the picture. Why isn't this Dean Norris?
1: <laughs> okay, like, no, no, this is knockoff Dean Norris. <laughs> Rob, look at the other picture on IMDb.
0: Okay, okay, let me get. To There's that. only two pictures. Wait, the one with the two little kids.
1: Yeah, it's like a picture like someone would. like, you'd see it like on Investigation Discovery. Like yeah, this, they found a serial killer's to say, memento this is box. Like,
0: this is like Goosebumps B-roll picture. When it's they like were Goosebumps B-roll. Ready for... It's like
1: something they found in Jeffrey Dahmer's basement.
0: <laughs> Dude, they're wearing like ponchos to cover them from the blood of the splatter from the victims.
1: I know. It's like it has no context whatsoever to the show.
0: <laughs> this show got three LaBeouf? seasons?
1: That's Shia LaBeouf?
0: No, it is not Shia LaBeouf.
1: It says so. Area Curzon and Shia LaBeouf no, is brother and sister no, in the no, pilot for hundred D. Treading the
0: No, no, I don't believe anything on the internet because you're saying this is Shia LaBeouf. Apparently, according to IMDb, seventeen episodes of the show ve- features Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I I refuse to believe this. I refuse to believe this, Zach.
1: <laughs> this is the weirdest Cheetah girls discussion ever.
0: Tim Curry's in an episode. Ashley Tisdale's in an episode? I refuse to believe this. Rob, is this episode almost over? I am closing these tabs on my computer. Go ahead.
1: Rob, do you have anything else to say about this godforsaken movie, or
0: else can we move uh, on to Yeah, the Raven Simone is a I, big stop, fat stop, bitch. Stop. Okay, <laughs> fine. All right, Cinemati and or late night movie. Okay, that's, that's probably the place to go, because we've done the world dirty by discussing this movie. Um... I have actually the same answer for both Cinemodities and Late Night. I don't know if you're going to accept it, Zach. Okay. But I wrote a sentence down for both of these. Oh, boy. Everyone involved with this movie deserves to die. (laughs) That's my
1: answer. Everyone? Everyone?
0: Cinemodities and Late Night. everyone Everyone involved with this movie deserves to die. Even the dog? Yeah, fuck the dog. The dog <laughs> might be my least favorite character. We'll get to that with Snap. I
1: thought and... the mentally handicapped person was your least favorite character.
0: No, because at least she has representation <laughs> for people we don't get to see a lot of.
1: Bob, what's going to happen if you find out she's not mentally handicapped?
0: I won't believe it. <laughs> because you can see her in this movie with her goddamn mouth open half the time. Goddamn, she's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. This is, Rob, is this the most offensive episode since the Chappelle Show episode? Th-
0: this is honestly the most offensive episode <laughs> since when Ben and I did Thanksgiving the Musical, which might be the most offensive episode.
1: Which comes uh, out today. Uh,
0: yes, it came out today. I I have never had to bleep out the word f- more than in Ben and I's discussion of Thanksgiving the Musical. But before we get to snacks, well, well ben, uh, ben, you're not Ben. Zach. Cinemize and late night for you. Before we get to snacks, I do want to talk about the sequels. I never
1: saw the sequels.
0: I neither did I, but I wrote their synopses down. Okay. okay. So, so, um, cinemize Late Night, Zach. Uh, everybody involved <sighs> in this deserves. Zach's like, no, everybody involved with this podcast deserves to die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Cinemati, yes. Late night movie, no. You should How? never watch
0: this movie. How? <laughs> how is this a cinemonity? Because
1: because the movie literally makes no sense, yet it set the Disney Channel like business plan of making actresses into pop stars for the next like 15 years into motion. Nothing about this movie makes any sense, yet somehow it created a mission statement for the company.
0: I don't like you. I don't like your answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie set a very dangerous precedent, yet I don't know how.
0: Okay, okay, fair, fair. So, um, before we get into snacks, because I only have one snack, and Zach's going to hate it, I did write down the synopses on Disney Plus for both Cheetah Girls 2 and the third Cheetah Girls, which I think is called Cheetah Girls colon One World. It's
1: called Cheetah Girls colon Down
0: Under. No, it's not. It's One World. It's not Down Under.
1: Cheetah Girls Go to Hell. No, no, Cheetah listen, girls no. <laughs> it's like Jane goes to hell. You know, what's it, Sabrina Sabrina goes to hell, it's Cheetah Girls go to hell.
0: I would love that fact. If it was called Cheetah Girls Go to Hell, it might be better. Before I get to the synopses, something I was saving, which once again, Zach, you should be very happy that I saved this till now. Do you know the original air date of the Cheetah Girls? We talked it's about happy. the year. But do Actually, you September, know the date?
1: September, September something.
0: Ben Affleck's birthday.
1: Is it really?
0: 2003. This is
1: August? I thought it was September. August oh
0: 15th, 2003 is the original Cheetah Girls. Wow. Came out on Ben Affleck's birthday. Wow. The best part about this movie is that I have an erection for the date <sighs> August 15th. <laughs>
1: How does it make you feel that this this movie's release date is tied into a very specific part of your life?
0: I I mean it's the best thing ever. um
1: Did I, you celebrate I, your Did you celebrate a specific birthday while watching this film?
0: Yeah, Ben affleck's
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because Ben Affleck is the only birthday that happens on, on August 15th on August Only absolutely, birthday. Absolutely. Absolutely. And definitely yeah. not
1: somebody who who's on this call right now.
0: No, not at all. I don't know what you're talking about, Zach. Um, you're you're sixteen days away from Ben Affleck's birthday, if that's what I you're am getting
1: D. at. Yes, I am born in July. Uh,
0: but nobody else we have ever talked to or known has Ben Affleck's birthday. It's the most no. important date though. Um so <laughs> uh I, I wanted to read also the the two sequels that this movie gets, their synopses from Disney Plus. For Cheetah Girls 2, this is what is listed on Disney Plus best friends Galleria, Chanel, Dorinda, and Aqua, a.k.a. girl band The Cheetahs, get the opportunity of a lifetime when they strut their way to Barcelona, Spain, to perform in an international music festival. With the others preoccupied with other things, like getting their shop on, Galleria will need to restore the girls' focus if they hope to have a shot at winning. What I just said, I did not add any Robin inflection. The, the parentheses, like, getting their shop on is part of the synopsis. I'm not kidding. I want to also read the third Cheetah Girls movie. When the Cheetah Girls land roles in a Bollywood musical... They think it is their big break. But once they realize there is room for only one Cheetah in the starring role, they are faced with a dilemma that may never set them back. It's up to them to flip the script and come up with a solution that involves everyone.
1: Wah, 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 wah.
0: Uh, tune in next week when we do Cheetah Girls 2. Uh, two weeks from now, we'll do Cheetah Girls 3.
1: Cheetah Girls Go to Hell.
0: Uh, Cheetah Girls Go to Hell? Uh, That's this December series, Cheetah Girls, the series. (laughs) Then we'll
1: do Cheetah Girls, the musical for the final episode.
0: And then Lemonade Mouth.
1: (laughs) Yes, and Lemonade Mouth.
0: So, if you had nothing else to say about me reading that nonsense to you, Zach, uh, we can get to snacks. Or are there any Mm. final thoughts you had about the nonsense that is uh, mental handicap representation in (laughs) Disney Channel films? (laughs)
1: just wait until next week folks
0: (laughs) go for it go for it zach it's all on you
1: all right my snack is alcohol for this movie because i had to drink some i watched it at 6 a.m this morning so there you go
0: I uh, I don't dislike that because I drank some alcohol while watching this movie as well. And, spoiler alert, I drank some alcohol while discussing this movie. Shocking, uh, as
1: if nobody could have noticed that while listening to this <laughs> and or recording <laughs>
0: hey, this episode. Hey, this is nothing like the uh, Jingle All The Way episode. I can still or sp- be... Or, or Spring Breakers. So you get the idea that this girl is mentally handicapped? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I, I have to say... Like I mentioned earlier, Zach, you are not going to like this snack that I have.
1: But well, you're, I f- it's the dog. I know you're killing the dog.
0: Well, yes, but it's how we kill the dog. <laughs> oh, okay. I would love for our restaurant in its infinite void, all that stuff, we have an experience in which we clone an endless supply of fluffy Bichon frises, so that customers can pay to go into a room and pick up the Bichon Frise and fucking smash it into a concrete slab. Oh,
1: my God. Oh I am going God. this hard.
0: We should allow people to murder an animal in our restaurant.
1: No. But it's no. a clone.
0: It's a clone. No. It's a Still clone.
1: Has a Still has a soul.
0: Are you, are you taking the stance? Are you taking the ex machina stance that things we create have souls? Because that's where I disagree with you, Zach.
1: No, I am putting my foot down, not allowing this to happen. Folks, a lot of weird ass shit. If we clone a dog, the
0: dog does not have a soul.
1: It's a clone. A lot lot of weird ass shit happens at this restaurant. I'm not letting this happen. Don't do not worry. Zach,
0: at the same time, if you say that, you are saying that the conceit of ex machina is that robots should have sentience. We cannot agree with that.
1: Robots and clones are two different things. Are they? Yes. No. One's programmed; the other
0: isn't. Oh, this this might be a whole other episode. I totally disagree <laughs> with you.
1: All right, Rob, we'll do a double feature. Just on because and the sixth little day.
0: electrical nodes don't touch each other, we still created that life. It's not just like Aqua. It's not sentient. Well, no, just like <laughs> Aqua's missing a chromosome. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is why I love this podcast because every time Zach and I talk oh my about God. the most ridiculous, obscure Disney Channel movie, we learn more about each other. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm going to do? I'm also going to add a suggestion to after – not the Cheetah Girls movie, but after a Cheetah Girls podcast recording, you need a bump of cocaine afterwards.
0: Well, uh, that's that's fair. Uh, so <laughs> with that being said, because I had no other snacks, then um, I want to pick up a Bizon Frise clone by the legs and smash it into a slab of concrete – um, if you had nothing else, Zach, would you like to extend to our audience what we're doing for the rest of this month? Because we did not talk about it at the start of this episode.
1: We are doing Dancing December Plus. Yes. So many Disney Channel original movies. As you all know, I love I, – apparently Rob discovered for me that I am infatuated with dancing, <laughs> and the pop music comes second to that. I, so I think doing... it
0: comes from when we were doing our um, Unexpected Love series. You were like – What about La La Land? And I went, isn't that a dancing movie? And you went, oh, fuck, that's right. (laughs) Well, it started
1: first with the 18th episode where you were describing each of the music videos. And you're like, Zach, dancing. Yes, yes. Dancing. 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 Puppies. Puppies. (laughs) <laughs> dancing and it was like it was like the whole thing and then we were doing unexpected love i kept rattling off different movies and you're like doesn't it have dancing in it and you know mm-hmm. at first you're like zach how many movies do you have dancing i'm like none and i'm like la la land you're like dancing i'm like how about bring it on She're leading is a form of dancing damn it and it just kept going through the entire roster until eventually this, i came to the re- like realization i'm like oh dancing does play a big part in all this step
0: up step up to the street, <laughs> the street. Step, <laughs> step up, up 3D. three d and my favorite joke of all time, I can't wait till they release Step Up 4, The 5.
1: <laughs> Except they made a fifth Step Up.
0: I have not seen any of them, so I'm literally on. We still
1: have to watch Step Up 3D, where you and I would just cackle in the theater in the summer of 2010, where there was the one guy, and all he did was move his arms. And we're like, is, is that it? Is, I, is that I his move? The
0: only thing I know about Step Up 3D is the, the T-Pain song, Church, which I really like.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is, okay, yeah, I'm trying to run in this mother, I'm trying to anyway, that's you hard looking mother, come on, I was trying to enjoy my night but you done came here,
0: That was written for step up 3d, but I don't know for sure.
1: <laughs> I only think I know about step up 3d other than the fact that the guy with the hands is the fact that there was a flow rider song called can't handle me now or the oh. club can't handle me now.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Which I'm pretty sure was also written for the movie.
0: That's the, uh, that's the name of this, this podcast episode for cheetah girls can't handle us now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god alrighty folks enjoy this month we got some where we're located in the outskirts we've got some true mar- margarita margarita lips and we have adult the <laughs> uh, part what adult I don't even know what it is adult tundra film
0: I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say Zach the last thing we have to talk about is how do we end this episode
1: oh we got end it with some some, some chee delicious
0: I mean growl power is, is that a song? Like please, I want please the final give song. me some no, no. notification I, of where I to edit the song. The song.
1: I, <laughs> I want the song that, that the, the handsome cheetah man sings. Come on, come on, come on, oh, come on, come
0: on. Oh, okay, okay. I can get song. behind that. Um, I want that. Okay. With that being said, Growl Power.
1: Growl power. Growl power. You happy now?
0: Growl power.
1: <laughs> You're a monster. Growl
0: power. <laughs>
2: Is the Hey. Oh no. Oh no. Ah. 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 you Get my of and we we'll do we got do. Like my, all my, um, my. Um, uh, hey, Hey, all my. Hey, all Hey, all we'll my. Hey, Hey, all my. Hey, all my. Hey, all my. Hey, all my. my. Hey, all my. Hey, all my. Hey, my. Hey, all 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 all my. my. Yes. no no Yes. Yes. no no Yes